Hello and welcome to The Menopod, the podcast that tackles puberty's evil older sister, one extra large bar of Cadbury's fruit and nut at a time. I'm Susan Lee and I'm regional print editor here at Reach. I'm also joined by my fellow journalist, Don Collinson, who I've known for so long she can remember my original hair colour. In this episode, we're looking at the funny side of the menopause. Yes, there really is one. I mean, let's face it, some days a right laugh is just about all that gets us through. I laugh at you all the time. I'd noticed. From funny brain fog moments to those unreasonable and, in hindsight, hilarious causes of extreme rage, we want to explore how laughter really can be the best medicine. A little later, we'll be meeting a woman with truly funny bones, Pauline Daniels. Pauline is an actor and stand-up comedian with a hugely varied career from television and film to radio and theatre. She uses laughter to shine a light on those hormonal ups and downs and has even incorporated her own experiences of the menopause into her act. In doing so, she says, she's been able to reach out to other women and help them feel less alone. First of all, though, Dawn, I have to tell you about my menopausal madness moment of recent weeks and it'll make you laugh. Just the one. Well, this is the standout one. So, driving to work traffic, loads happening. And Julie Andrews came on the radio uh, being interviewed for something. And then they played Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. Oh, no. Sobbed. Oh. Unreasonably. Sn- I mean, big snotty sobs. Yeah. I don't mean just, yeah, I don't mean just a, the odd tear. I was heartbroken. Ugly I have, crying. Ugly so. crying. Ugly crying. Now, I was in the car. The bloke next to me was looking at me. Oh. The woman on the other side was looking at me. When I came into work, I had to go Were you to- making a noise? You were on the car on your own, so it didn't really matter. I probably was. I'd have gone for the the full... (laughs) Oh, it was honestly... I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because it reminded me of my childhood or or what. I have no idea. But for... And the following day, it might not have done that. And the day before, it might not have done that. But on that day... Oh, catches you at the wrong moment. Absolutely. Had to come into work, had to repair my makeup in the toilets. I know. Julie. What's she done to you? (laughs) Yes, thanks, Julie. Julie. Thanks for that. Despite it all, despite me sobbing in the car, I could see the funny side of it and think, what on earth are you doing? What are you doing? Crying to Mary Poppins. But that's what I think. I think if you can look at, if you take a step back from things when they happen and view them with a kind of slightly raised eyebrow and you go, (laughs) oh, I've made, I've let myself down a bit there and see it as a funny thing. Yeah. Rather than something that was like, oh, I was crying in the car and it was so awful. Well, you were crying in the car and you made a bit of a show of yourself. Yes. And and that's all it was. Yeah. And then, so you take, you have to, it, it depends very much on the perspective you take of it, isn't it? If you take a kind of sardonic look and think, well, I let myself down a bit. It's not a big deal. It's no, just a it's funny not. Thing it's funny. Happens. And it, exactly. do you know what? It, it's it's quite a nice anecdote over yeah. a glass of wine with your mates. Well, yeah, because it's something we can all go, oh, I saw Toy Story, which is the one where, which was the last one before the one that was at the pictures. That'll be three. three. Yeah. So the point at which... Never all, very good at maths, were no. you? <laughs> the point at which they only had to go back from four. The point at which they all link hands, you know, when they think they're going into the incinerator. Oh. 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 Yes. And then... So I just pulled myself together from that, which is quite sad, isn't it? And then they all survive, but then he drops them off. But I think that scene in Toy Story 3 is the absolute embodiment of empty nest. Yes, totally. And I defy any mum to get through that without... 
Yeah, no, you're without absolutely like right. you and feed the birds. But certainly women of our age oh. who, I mean, you know, if you've got toddlers, then you're kind of not there yet or no. primary school kids. But if you've got children who are in striking distance of leaving yeah, home. or have just left home. Absolutely. Like yours. Indeed. I'm on the cusp of, you're yeah. having done it. And also, I think the other thing that resonates with people, we are the, we're the worst age for this because... We took our kids to see that when they were little. Yeah. In the pictures. Yeah. But, but so then all that come, when they weren't leaving home and so now. Polar Express. Oh, oh Polar Express. Also. Cannot watch oh, Polar Express. The bell, the bell it's the bell at the end. The it's the bell at the end. So that's what makes us cry. What makes us cross? Well, so I was in I was in the petrol station the other day, and you know how when you go up and it's I always get a receipt and it says, Sorry, no receipts are available, please go to a different pump. So I thought, oh, pain in the neck. It was super busy. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, but I need to get a receipt. So I thought, oh, well, I'll skip to the adjoining one. Tap, tapity tap. Because it was a little bit, hoof. I, I did the wrong. <laughs> a little bit what? A little bit, hoof. I did the wrong thing. I put the card in and instead of pressing the thing that says reprint receipt, which I know now is the thing that you do and yeah, I've yeah. known before is the thing that you, I put my PIN number in. So, oh. and that meant I'd started a whole new transaction. So I'm putting my PIN number in and then a woman pulls up to come to my pump and I'm like so I'm sort of gesturing trying to explain I'm putting this in I'm being a bit of a fool I'm putting this she waves at me smiles at me and I'd say she was a woman in her probably late 50s she could have been mid 50s possibly late 50s very nicely dressed hair tied back greying kind of sort of refined looking lady she looked like she might have had a pony when she was little fair enough so we, we we've got a picture haven't we so she waves at me genially as I tap away thinking oh no I'm, well she's I'm in the, the sisterhood thing. isn't she she recognizes mm. a woman who's bit perimenopausal little bit, bit flustered, flustered. Yes. yes and nothing she's going to do is going to make the situation so she thinks right okay it's fine it's no problem so I'm tapping away like this and I'm oh, I'm trying to cancel 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 so that nobody puts their petrol through on my car it's because Man pulls up behind, I'd say possibly late 30s, 40, in a van behind her. Mm. And I'm literally there about another 30 seconds. Starts beeping, beeping, beeping like... At you? Well, yes, because he wants her to move forward. So uh, that he okay. can move forward. Beep, 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 beep. I was like... So that just made me more flustered then. I'm not really a flustery person. That just made me... Well... She was having none of this. She leapt out of the car, Sue, honestly. She leapt out of the car. And I thought, what's going on now? She shouted at him, be quiet, you rude man, like this. <laughs> this guy. You the, go, girl. Yeah. This, well, I was quite startled on top of the fluster. I was a little bit startled. So this guy just looks at her like this. And he went, and, and, and I think he was so taken aback. And he said, I want to get some petrol. I want to get some petrol, though, like this. And she went... Well, it won't hurt to wait a minute, will it? It won't kill you to wait another minute. Oh, she's cross, it? isn't she? She's a cross woman. She I like her. She was cross and she was quite confrontational in a way that I sort of liked. But then I thought, oh, I hope it doesn't descend into a fight because I don't want to... Mm. Tell you what, my money would be on her. My money would be on her as well, but all I could think was, oh, there'll be CCTV on this thing. And it'll be, it'll be like, she'll be a boom, boom, like this, sort of batter... But don't you think, increasingly, the older I get, and I say this in work all the time, I find myself muttering, what is wrong with people? Oh, yeah. In a in a fury, a general furious kind of way. I know. Some days better than but others. But you're only muttering. You're not... I'm not shouting like the one in the petrol station. No, and I was thinking, oh, God, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, because otherwise it's going to descend into it. <laughs> Fortunately, I think he could see the way the wind was blowing, so and wound his window up rather than down at She's that point. She's clearly a woman who... Uh, would would ha cheerfully murder somebody on oh, that yeah. day. And we've all had that. Totally. Days where you would cheerfully 
kill people, yeah. kill them. I was very flattered that she was she was prepared to do it on my behalf because it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even her situation. But she she intervened on my behalf well, in a very sisterly kind of way, despite the fact I'd never seen her before or since. Well, do you know what we? So we did a shout out for people about you know the funny side of the menopause because it is it's. It's hilarious. And you've got to laugh. Otherwise, otherwise you cry in the car. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Um, And we had some brilliant ones that have come in. So um, this is Jill. Jill texts. I found my purse in the fridge next to the cheese. No idea. (laughs) We've all been there, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Where are you going? I've put it somewhere. I've definitely put it somewhere. I've definitely. But the the good thing is the wisdom of age, Sue, means you go, I've put it somewhere. I've put it somewhere. It's probably in the microwave. (laughs) Or it's on the top of my head, like your glasses. Yes. Oh, all the time. Because I am short-sighted, so I wear glasses. But then, obviously, I'm using a laptop all the time, so I have to put them on the top of my head to see my laptop. So I'll think, oh, I've lost my glasses again. I've lost my glasses again. I can spend ages looking for them. And it's not until I lean down and they fall off my head (laughs) that I think, oh, there they are. Have you thought of very focals? Oh, I haven't. No. I'm wearing very focals now. There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong. Let, don't don't adopt a I'm tone like that. You are judging me. Anyway, very focals. Very focals. It's the way forward yeah, for the well, over fifties. I know, but when we were kids, very focals were like an old person thing, weren't they? I realise they're not now. I realise they're not now. Okay, okay. No, don't because I feel like you might call me out for a fight. Like yeah, you, do you know station. what? Do you know what? It's one of those days. I might. Yeah, I can see, an, I can see a, a worried, raised eyebrow there. I'm thinking, oh, back off, back off with the fairy. Well, listen, Je- um, Jenny's been in touch. I'm, Jenny doesn't say where she's from, uh, but she's mum of two, and she says, um, "I spent uh, one day last week furiously searching for my work pass to get into my building. Absolutely demented. Couldn't find it. I had to explain at length to the security guys uh, that I'd lost it." And then I found it round my neck. Yeah, not even in your handbag, Jenny. Not even in your handbag, Jenny. We hear you, sister. We oh, know what yeah. it's like. Yeah, it's the losing thing. I lose things all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other thing, and somebody else has emailed in about this, which made me laugh as well. So this is, oh, this is this, so this is anonymous. We don't know who this is. But she says, does anybody else forget to take the wet washing out of the machine and then have to rewash it? Oh, uh, yeah, because otherwise it smells. Yeah, they? yeah, 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 yeah. So there we are. Um, it's it's the upside of the menopause, I suppose. There's there's, there's a few downsides, but that's probably more upsides than... than Damp smelling washing than, is downside. <laughs> if that's where to your appetite for funny stories, you're going to love our next guest um, she's as comfortable doing Shakespeare and Alan Bennett as she is doing stand-up comedy and has succeeded in taking the moan out of hormonal and we're all for that please welcome Pauline Daniels so you've said to me before that you have incorporated the menopause into your act why did you do that well I've always ever since I started doing stand-up I've always uh, tried to to tell my story as I've grown up. So therefore, um, I've, I've touched on childbirth and, dare I say it, the period word and all of those things, get being married a million times and all of, those, all of those things. So as my life has gone on, I've incorporated that into my act. And also, I've also discovered that there are you're not the only person suffering from any of these things like childbirth or whatever. Everybody has been there and done it. Well, every woman... Um, has been there and done it. And so uh, it, it sort of touches a nerve with lots of people. And of course, when I got my breast cancer, that was another thing that I actually had to put into the act because as bad and as sad as those things are, funny things happen along the way. And so... If you, uh, I mean, I've had so many women at the end of my act come up to me and say, do you know what, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. I've been 
so down and miserable. You have just made me smile and laugh and lifted me for the first time. And then I've discussed what I've gone through, they've gone through. And, you know, it's a way of reaching out to other people who are going through those things. And the menopause was so important um, because I was only 40, I was about 44, 45. That's quite young, isn't it? It is. And I noticed that, you know, basically I'd like to kill a lot of people. And... uh, (laughs) But I couldn't, I, it was it was one of those things that, you know, you can't put your finger on it and you don't know. So did you not, so did you wake up one morning and think, I'm furious? Um, or was this kind of a, 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 a growing feeling of wanting to commit murder? It was murder? a growing <laughs> feeling of hatred for everything. <laughs> it, was, it was really strange because I had not known my mum go through anything like that and I'd never discussed it with my mum. Uh, now that's a, that's a really good point, isn't it? Because... Yep. Likewise, I would never have thought to discuss it with me more. Nope. It's bad enough having a conversation about periods when yes. I was 15. Yeah. Never mind going through the menopause. So did you find that as well, that you didn't have that kind of well, no, relationship to, she, to have that conversation? She'd never shown me any signs. Um, her and my dad were um, very happily married for almost 60 years. And I can count on one hand the time they had a row or an argument. Maybe they did it behind my back, I don't know. But um, I don't ever remember a time thinking, oh, God, my mum's a bit tetchy or any of that. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember my mum being hot and sweaty or anything. However, I have, since going through it myself, remembered vividly that my nan used to, um, every now and again, she'd be doing something and then she'd go, oh, quick, hang on, I need something cold. And she'd put her wrists on something cold. Really? Now, I used to go, what are you doing, Nan? And she'd go, oh, just a bit warm, hang on, I'll be all right. And that obviously was her going through hot flushes. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, and when when I was starting to go through the menopause and I told my mum, because I went went to the doctors and the doctor took blood tests and when I went back, he said to me, have you murdered anybody recently? So I said, no. So he said, well, that's a shame because we've got a really good case here (laughs) of getting you off with it. So, (laughs) Never mind a doctor, you need an attorney. Right, fine. (laughs) So he said to me, um, and it was really strange because he said to me, he knew nothing, you know. He, he, I mean, I'm going back 20 years. So I was going to say, how many, so... So 20 years. Right, OK. Yeah. And, and he knew very, very little. And he said to me, right, I think, um, do you want to try this HRT thing? And he, I remember him getting a big book off the shelf. And he was going through this book and he was going, well, should we try this one? And I'm going, I don't know. But You're the expert. <laughs> but as it happened, whatever he gave me um, was uh, a godsend. And I remember telling my mum and I remember my mum saying, well, we just get on with it. And you, ah, do you now? So did you go through anything and did you just get out, get on with it or did you sail through it? That, now, that's the difference, isn't it? Because yeah. some women, you're right, sail through, I'm sure they do. Oh, they do. Not have a minute's problem. Yeah. I think I look back and think, um, certainly my mum's generation, how horrible it must have been for them because you did just get on with it because for a lot of women, there was no other alternative but to get on with it. Interesting what you said, that the doctor didn't really know what he was doing. No, he didn't. I speak to women today who the doctor will just say, have some Prozac, he'll be fine. Well, well, that's dreadful. Yeah, that, and, and I was shocked. Somebody was in here the other day who said exactly the same thing. But, you know, strangely enough, and I'll come to that later, um, uh, that that's I was also... Um, prescribed uh, a form of Prozac really? later on. Right. Um, but that was because after the breast cancer, 
the medication actually brought the flushes back. Oh, really? It brought lots, well, because I was on uh, hormone blockers. So therefore, you know, oestrogen was just flowing out of me like nobody's business um, because I was actually on HRT for 10 years. And did that work for you? It was the best thing ever. My skin was great. My hair was great. I had no problems with um, my libido. Everything was fine. Um and the only problem I had with my libido was I was married to the wrong man. And uh, <laughs> that's not, HRT ain't going to fix we that. We can't go there. <laughs> no, nothing could fix that. Um, <laughs> but um, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And then, of course, once I was diagnosed with the breast cancer, uh, the doctor said immediately, I've got to take you off these HRT. And I said to him, I've been on 10 years. And he said, well, you know what, Pauline? He said, I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. Because I personally would put every woman over the age of 40 on HRT for that for their life. Really? And so did the osteo um, uh, fella as well in the in the class of bridge. He said the same thing. He said, because it the the good outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. And I said, but um, and he said, well, osteoporosis is is a dreadful, dreadful thing. And I said, well, breast cancer's pretty bad. And he went, yeah, but we can we can do an awful lot more for breast cancer than we can for osteoporosis. And being on HRT is really good for your bones and everything. Um, now, it's interesting you say that. I think if you've got a history of breast cancer, then clearly you need to have a conversation with your doctor. Of course. But all the doctors I've spoken to have said that the... Um, the risks of osteoporosis and your bone density yeah. becoming so thin and you're falling over and breaking your hip yeah. or your pelvis far outweigh the risk. And there is a small risk. I'm sure there's a small risk with HRT, but that you have to manage that risk and, and weigh it up. And certainly that we had a menopause expert in a couple of weeks ago and she said exactly the same, that every woman... If you haven't got a history yeah. of breast cancer, should seriously consider HRT. The only thing wrong with HRT is when you come off it, you actually go through. So when I came off it after being diagnosed, which is six years ago, um, when you come off your HRT, all it does is stops it for those years. Oh, OK. It, so it comes back. So you get. So I'm now um, like sort of still in. I'm still having hot flushes and I'm wanting st- to kill people no no that, that's gone that's, well, that's apart, good well, well apart from some people in work but then that's everybody does that um, but <laughs> I'm but, glad you're this far away from me I'm telling you that <laughs> but no the, the hot flushes are, are still there right I still get them not Nowhere near as bad. Um, and I don't know whether that's because I've got magnets in me, knickers. We'll come to that later. Magnets in you? Yeah. Um, and, um, but I, I sort of think, I'm 64 now and I'm thinking, how long does this go on for? But I have spoken to women who say, well into their 70s, they were still having hot flushes. So, you know, who knows? I think every single woman is is different. Yeah, absolutely. Um the one, the one, the other, the main thing about the menopause when I first started was the one thing that kept worrying me more than more than the hot flushes and more than wanting to kill anyone was my loss of concentration. Oh, really? Ah, now so for an actress, and that's quite yeah. difficult, I would imagine. Well, I'd be I'd be in the middle of a, a of my act, my stand up, and I'd be talking and waffling on, and for a split second, I'd go what the hell am I talking about? And really? yeah, and that really worried me. 
that did you think really it was, bothered Did me. you think it was the menopause or did you think, oh my goodness, is it something else? Is it I didn't know. Dementia? I didn't have a clue. I did not have a clue what it was. But once I went on the HRT, again, it was fine. It helped. Everything was fine. Um, now, um, I, I still have, well, I think everybody has those. You know, all them years ago when you watched your mother go into a room and go, now, what did I come in here for? And so you start doing that yourself. And then what's so funny is I think, why am I asking me? I'm the one who doesn't know. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I think that's also something that just happens. It doesn't just happen with women. That happens yeah. with men as well. So, um, but um, it was a, a lapse of concentration that was, and it would be just a split second. And then you'd think, oh, hang on. Where, and you'd have to like retrace in your, in your brain where you'd been and what you'd said. Um and so it was really, really, um, that was difficult. That was difficult to take and really hard because I kept thinking that really, uh, you know, at 45, 46, I've got a long time ahead of me to work. I can't afford for this memory loss and this lack of concentration to happen. You're right, because it's not just forgetting what you've gone to the supermarket for. That's your job. Yeah. Your job is to remember your act, remember exactly. your lines. And if you can't do that, I would imagine that's quite alarming. That would be very scary. And I've got to be honest, when I um, when I had the breast cancer and um, I'd had the operation and everything and I'd already been cast as Mariah at the Everyman. Um, Mariah in what? In a Twelfth Night, when right. they, which was their first, when they opened, which right. is, is it five? Yes, five years ago. It is five years um, ago. And I, I'd already got the job and when I discovered I had breast cancer, I rang Gemma and I said... Um, this is this has happened, but um, this was in the October, and we were starting rehearsals in the um, the April, I think. Uh, and I said, "But it's all going to be over with by the end of January. Please don't let me lose my job." And they said, "We won't. You're not going to lose your job unless you want to lose your job. That's it. It's your job." Uh, and I, I have to say that they, as they were building the Everyman, that. Um, Things were still being finished, but they had one dressing room that was ready for me because I was due to be going through um, radiotherapy and would have been tired. And they had one room ready for me to go and lie down at any point. Uh, they were absolutely amazing with me. That's really interesting, isn't it? However, um, they... Um, <laughs> It didn't happen that way because, unfortunately, I got an infection. I fell over and got an infection, which lasted for three months. Um, and this was every morning I was going to Classbridge and having this awful thing um, sorted out. And, and Frank was an angel because on the days I couldn't get there, Frank could do it. He was doing it That's for Frank, me. That's Frankie's husband. Yeah. Um, and so um, that was... Um, that was a really tough time. And it was really tough because I'd sort of started the menopause again. It was really tough learning my lines. Now, I don't know whether that's because it's Shakespeare and it's the first time I'd ever done Shakespeare, but I do recommend that anybody who's going through any trauma, try and learn Shakespeare. It takes your mind off the lot. I bet it does. <laughs> Blimey. Boy, it was weird. Um, but it's interesting what you say about your employers, though. I mean, in that circumstance for your breast cancer allowing you yeah. a room to go away and sit down and relax between shows. Um, I read something the other day about, I think it might be Channel 4, uh, is implementing a menopause policy for women. 
Wow. Yeah. And, and I read it and thought, that's really interesting. So, you know, uh, looking at the temperature in the office, um, looking whether or not there are some rooms that women can go to just to relax and um, feel cool. I uh, will just gather themselves together if they've had a bit of a brain fog moment or if they've had a sort of a bit of an emotional upheaval. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. That's brilliant because the other thing that brings those hot flushes on is stress. Yes. And if you're stressed about I don't know, doing a presentation and forgetting what you're saying, yeah. it's going to make it even worse. Of course, yeah. Tell me about magnets in your knickers. Right, Fascinated. Well, um, and this is true, but I do do it in my act. Um, I do... <laughs> um, when I was like really, after just after I'd sort of come off the HRT, it was really bad. The, the flushes were dreadful. And I went to the doctors and the doctor gave me these uh, Prozac. And I, I, I took them home and I took them for about three days and then I read the leaflet. You know, rule number one, read the leaflet first. Read the leaflet and thought, hang on a minute, these are, these are like sort of um, antidepressants. What am I? So why are you giving you antidepressants? Well, I spoke, it was a woman and I spoke to her and I said to her, uh, why are you, I've stopped taking these tablets. I said, why did you give me antidepressants? And she said, well, you've just had breast cancer. And I went, yeah, but I, I, I don't want to die. I don't want to kill myself. Um, I've just got hot flushes. And she said, well, they're actually supposed to work for your hot flushes. I never found that. Okay, I've n I've never heard that either, but that's in that's interesting. I've it's never interesting found. though that I wonder whether she's thought. Well, here's a woman who's obviously had breast cancer, has um, and has gone into menopause again. Yeah, she's probably feeling a bit fed up. Let's give her some antidepressants. Possibly, but apparently she said, um, I can't, "Do you know I can't remember fluoxetine?" The called. Right. Okay, fluoxetine, and um, she said um, they'll be the. Um, what they do is they lessen the, the hot flushes and I never, ever found that. And I was discussing it with a friend and she said to me, you can go to Boots and you can get these magnets for your knickers. So I just laughed, you know. And so she went, no, honest, you can. So I went to Boots and I think they're about 30 quid. I have since seen them advertised. I think they've even been advertised on the telly. But the sort of a tear-shaped one, like fairly big and then a round one and you put the tear-shaped one inside your knickers and then you put the little round one on the outside of your knickers okay, and you put it and quite low down. Right. And it's supposed to help with your hot flushes. Now, I can't tell you whether they do or whether they don't. All I can tell you is since I've had them in, I ain't taking them out in case it gets any worse. <laughs> These are staying Seriously? In. But what's really, really <laughs> funny is um, the thing... <laughs> The things that you can attach yourself to <laughs> is quite strange. Like, for instance, I moved house and discovered that the handles of my kitchen cupboard were just in line with the magnets on my knickers. So therefore, every time I moved away from the cupboard, the cupboard would open. That's hilarious. That's I went, brilliant. I went on a ship. I was uh, doing a bit of cruising. I went on a ship. And um, there was this dreadful, dreadful, like, crossing. And I went into the bathroom and literally these magnets attached me to the sink. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll just stay here. I ain't moving anyway. I'm stable. The ship might be tipping, but I'm stable. I'm well stable. Seriously. Yeah. Are you, you're having us on, aren't you? I am not having you on. In fact, in my, in my act, I, I actually say, you know, the first place I went to was Asda. The doors opened, stuck to the fridge for four hours. <laughs> Um, and on the cruises, the captain came down one morning. He said to me, um, do you mind coming to the bridge? And I said, why? He said, well, our compass is broken. You wake up every morning with your bum pointing north. 
And um, I do all sorts of things like that, you know. And and there are women in the audience who know exactly what I'm talking about with the with the magnets. But the strange thing is, I'm too scared to take them out. They're going to be there until you die, till you're a hundred. I really just think that the, the whole world's going to crash down on me if I take these magnets out my knickers. You lucky magnets. And you panic if you can't find them. Where are they? Because sometimes you put them on the side and and you walk away and you go get your shower. And when you come back, they've attached themselves to something and you can't see it. So me and my magnets have a life of our own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's interesting what you say about women in the audience laughing because um, it, it, clearly it resonates with them. Yeah. Clearly they think, yeah, you know what, we know what she's going on about here. Um, do you think the menopause is a bit better talked about now than it was five, ten years ago? I think what's happened is we women, do you remember years ago they used to take women off the television once they got to a certain age? and Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've stopped doing that now, which is great. Um, I mean, I, and I find it quite comforting to see women of my age and older on television. And of course, actresses are working till they're a lot older. Uh, and look at Dame Judi Dench and Dame Helen Mirren, and you know, um, and that's great. And we've also got people like Joan Collins. We've got all these icons who are of a certain age. And I think it's now not, um, it's not so bad to be growing older. And also you get, um, you get women discussing it um, on radio and on television. And that's, I mean, I think the BBC had um, a whole week of the menopause. Yes, they did. Yes, um, they did. Which I watched with, with great interest um, because there are things you will always pick. I mean, when I first started, before I went on HRT, I used to take black co-ash and I used to listen to all these people's advice and tried them. And for a little time they worked, but then as it got stronger, then I had to give in to the, the HRT. But I would always say, if you can do without HRT, if you can manage with supplements, that's great. That's great because you're not putting yourself in any danger, but make sure you keep taking calcium tablets and whatever. Um, in fact, just rattle all your life. Um, <laughs> it's interesting what you say about older women becoming more visible. Cause, yes. Because you're right. I think we are. Um, and maybe with that comes more openness talking about issues that affect older women whether that's menopause or empty nest syndrome or caring for elderly parents uh -huh. or whatever all of those things yeah but 10 years ago you'd be hard pressed to read read an article on the menopause outside of a gp surgery i know I know, and and it's amazing because it happens well when i say it happens of course it happens to all of us some of us deal with it a lot better than others. I mean, I've I've got friends who have had horrendous times and have had actual breakdowns going through the menopause. Really, really bad. And the the other thing I'd say, and someone said to me the other day, oh, um, now what was it? You've entered post-menopause you've entered the crone phase. And I went, Yeah, what? So, excuse me. Phase. I'm not a crone. But this person said to me, don't get upset. What it means is, although you and I go crone, which, whatever, yeah. she said crones were wise women. So ah. actually, the, it is the closure of something, but it's the, for a lot of women, it's the opening of a new chapter where you are older, wiser, like yourself, very confident in your own skin, still doing fabulous work and have all that experience 
to move forward into another chapter in life. That's right. I was saying, I was only saying the other day to somebody, if only um, I'd have had this head on my 30-year-old body, you know. Dangerous. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, it would have been great. It would have been amazing um, because the amount of knowledge you pick up and you're right, you, you, you do get wiser. You, you still, I mean, God, I'm on my fourth husband. You don't get that wise, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think that's the great thing about getting older, that I think you can laugh more at yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, I look at my 19-year-old daughter, she... She's not a serious kid, but things are very important to her, you know, yeah. looking right, you know, getting the right clothes, yeah. what have you. And as you get older, things like that, they're, see, not, as they're not as important. No, they're not. They're not as important. And I mean, I, I, I joke about being married four times. I've been married now for two years. I've been with Frank for eight years. Um, and they've been the happiest married years of my life. Um, and the strange thing is, when you were talking about laughing, you can laugh about just about anything. And I mean just about anything. And that's one of the good things about getting older. Because if you were if you were 19, 20, and something in the bedroom goes drastically wrong, then you never get over it. Whereas if it goes drastically wrong in the bedroom and you're 64 and 70, you can laugh like hell. <laughs> and that is brilliant. That is almost as much of an aphrodisiac as anything else in the world um, and I, I I just find that um, I find that really great I feel, and I do I do find also what I love is there is no pressure you haven't got it you haven't got to get dressed and go to a posh party or whatever you haven't got to do that anymore if you don't want to you can literally just put your gym jams on put your feet up watch the telly and vegetate yeah. and, um, and and you really can do that um, but you also can get dressed up and go to that party yeah you know? yeah 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 Pauline, I think your act should be on prescription. <laughs> Pauline Daniels, thank you very much for your time today. Oh, thanks, Sue. Speak to you soon. You can download the Menopod podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, but for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate and review the Menopod and help other listeners to discover us too. This is a Laudable production for the Liverpool Echo. You can find out more about Laudable and its other local podcasts by following us on social media on Twitter, where we're at Laudable Pods, and on Instagram by searching for Laudable underscore podcasts. Listener.